One thing that I've learned in this series, The Blessed Life, is that it's hard to stuff a whole book into just four sermons. And uh, we didn't do that. Uh, we're only about halfway through the book. And so this sermon is going to be about four hours long. But I, I know that you, you don't mind. You're, you're, you're settling in. The seats are comfortable. It's all good. I left my iPad in Fredericton. This is called paper. This, is, this, this white stuff's called paper. They make it from trees. It's, who knew? Um, when you're tired, your filter's gone. So this could be a lot of fun this morning. It's like, who knows what he'll say. Uh, I've read through the entire Blessed Life book a few times, but uh, we're only about halfway through it. I think there are still some copies out there. So, Peter, yes, there are copies out there. If you want a free book, uh, go to the Welcome Center and grab one on your way out. So just to recap, we're not doing this because we're in a hole financially. We're not. Uh, This wasn't about what we wanted to get from you. This series, we did the Blessed Life series because uh, it was an opportunity to discuss what the Bible says about money and giving and generosity. And, uh, and if you've hated this series, the good news is uh, it's over today. That's the good news. If, you, if you've hated it, uh, if you're still wrestling with the idea of tithing um, and giving and all that, let me share a few quick thoughts with you. And then we'll, then we'll get off that. We'll get into our text. We'll get going. Um, tithing is not a law from the time of Moses that you say, well, well, we don't follow all those other laws. Why would we follow this one? Tithing actually predates Moses. It's way before Moses. And it's, it's a principle that God put in right from the very beginning. It's like, do this and, and, and uh, things will go well. And so it's, 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 it's more an eternal principle that God worked in from the very beginning. Um, it's a test. And God wants you to pass the test. He wants you to understand that everything that you have is a gift from him. And he, he asks you to return a portion of what's already his uh, back to him. Um, if you still don't think you can do it, I would encourage you to try it. It doesn't hurt. Just like try it. See what happens. Um, see what God does. Another key component that we're not going to be able to get into today uh, is the issue of debt. Um, man, we could do a, we could do a, a whole series on debt. Getting out of debt frees you up to be more generous. For Gayla and I, um, Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University was a huge help to us on that. Um, so just throwing that out there as one thing you might want to look into. Um, and uh, I know that I need to say more about that. Like, it's frustrating for the pastor to say, get out of debt. And then that's it. That's all he said. He didn't, he didn't tell me how. He didn't give me any tools. He just, you know, threw it out there. Um, debt is bondage. It holds us back. Um, and, and you could say, you could, you could say, well, hey, Pastor Tim, the church carries debt. Um, and, yep. Um, and, and one thing we learned in Dave Ramsey's financial piece is that really the only type of good debt is mortgage debt. And um, if you'd like to pay off the church mortgage, I'd be happy to talk to you. Um, it, it's, we, we'd round it off at $5 million for you. It's give or take. And uh, I'll buy the coffee. Uh, we can meet. And you pay off the mortgage. And coffee's on me. Not good of me? Um, that's where we're at. In the heart of his book, The Blessed Life, Robert Morris talks about the heart of giving, which is really the condition of our hearts. In the heart of the book, he talks about the heart of giving, which is really the condition of our hearts. Giving is a heart issue. 
If you love to hear me talk about giving, if, if tithing makes you giddy, that's a heart issue, right? Um, if you would rather bathe the cat or chew on tinfoil, that's a heart issue. If you have a headache when you get out to your car because you've been clenching your teeth for 30 minutes, that's a heart issue. Robert Morris has uh, loaded the book with scripture. It's very helpful. And the text that he uses to, uh, to help us with, with this concept today, the heart issue, is from Luke chapter 6. And we're going to read verses 27 to 38. And uh, let's read it together. Here we go. Luke chapter 6, beginning in verse 27. Jesus says, But to you who are willing to listen, I say, Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, offer the other cheek also. Very cheeky. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks. And when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. (laughs) Do to others as you would like them to do to you. If you love only those who love you, Why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. If you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great. You will, be truly, you will truly be acting as children of the Most High, for he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate, just as your Father is compassionate. Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others, or it will all come back against you. Forgive others, and you will be forgiven. Give, and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Wow. Let's just pull out some of the key words from this teaching of Jesus and uh, see if we have a a pattern here. We're just going to throw some of the the key words up here on the screen. These are the the words that jumped out to me as I was reading that text. Words like love, do good, bless, pray, offer, give, do, love again, uh, do good, lend, be compassionate, do not judge, do not condemn, forgive, give, and, and give again. Um, like th- these are the words that Jesus has has packed into this into this text. Jesus is is setting the bar high for for his followers. He's setting the bar high for you and for me. He's he's literally blowing away everything that people had ever known. He's he's setting his followers, the people who will who will follow after him, the people who will call themselves Christians, the ones who will who will model their lives after after his example. He's setting his followers apart 
from the rest of the world. This is crazy. This is radical. This is different. This is, this is being set totally apart from the ways of the world. And this is more than just a, 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 a set of nice, happy words. This is radical. This, this right here, this is a recipe to change the world. That's what, that's what this is. This is, this is crazy. Right? And Jesus is saying, like, he sets the bar super, super high. What would the world look like if every person who ever called themselves a follower of Jesus would truly live this way? Back that up. Back that up. What would it look like? What would our world look like if every person who called themselves a follower of Jesus lived this way? Way, How would our world be different if the one-third of the world that call themselves Christians actually lived this way? How could Moncton be a better place? If the people in this room... Oh, now you see, he started preaching now. Now, you know, you know it, was, it, was, it was okay when it was somebody else's problem. Yeah, yeah, what about all those other Christians out in the world? Yeah, why aren't they living that way? Why aren't we living that way? Huh? What, what, how would Moncton look different? If Really, I, I've said this before. There's enough people in this room right now to, to, to cause revival across Atlanta, Canada. There's enough people in this room right now to reach our entire city for Jesus. We probably know the entire city. You know how you're all connected, right? And you, like we probably do. What, how would our city be different? How would your home be different? Make it even more personal. How would your marriage be different? How would you be different if you lived this way? This this is radical. This, this This is change the world kind of stuff. Every time your enemy bombs you, you build them a hospital. Hello? And they bomb you again, you build them a school. Honestly, this is, bless those who curse you, love your enemies. This is, this is radical. And, and you can't live this way by simply trying harder. You can't, you can't, like, oh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do better. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make myself do better. You can't, you, can't, you can't wish your way into this. You can't study your way into this. You can't work your way to be this kind of a person. This kind of living requires a radical transformation of the heart that can only come by inviting the very spirit of Jesus to come into your life and permeate every ounce of your being. That's the only way that that can happen. You can't can't do that on your own. So Jesus shows us in Luke chapter 6, that what goes around comes around. You reap what you sow. And he says there's this reciprocal return in God's economy. There, there's a rhythm of return uh, of, of the, the, these things that God blesses. But, but that's not why we give. Okay? Be careful. That's not why we give. We can't just be motivated by the expectation of what God will do for us. You know, you can't, you can't think, ooh, okay, okay. I, I, I'm going to give so that I'll get. Don't, don't give just to get. That's twisted. Give, forgive, bless others 
as an overflow of your relationship with Jesus, and God will take care of the rest. Let me say it this way. We'll throw this up on the screen. Focus on the giving more than the getting, and you'll be getting more than you're giving. You caught that, right? Focus on the giving more than the getting, and you'll be getting more than you're giving. That's Luke chapter 6, verse, verse 38. I told you we're a clappy bunch, you know, so just, we're clappy. That's okay. Stay clappy. <laughs> don't go the other way on me. Um, I don't know where I am. Back to verse 27. Uh, if we could throw verse 27 up here. But to you who are willing to listen, Jesus says, but to you who are willing to listen, are you willing to listen? Are you willing to listen this morning? Are you, li- are you listening right not to me? Are you listening to Jesus? Because he says, it's almost as if he knows everyone's not going to listen. It's almost as he knows some of you are going to check out on this. Some of you aren't going to be able to handle this. Some of you are going to think I'm crazy. But to those of you who are willing to listen, and then, and then he unpacks this, this radical way to, to, to change the world. To you who are willing to listen, If you're willing to listen, I'm going to tell you a different way of living that can change you. The people around you, it can change the world. Moncton Wesley, and I don't don't know how to say this strong enough. Uh, You you know me by now. You know I'm not T.D. Jakes, and I'm not a spitter and a holler and a shouter. But please hear me scream this this morning. My deepest prayer for each one of you. My deepest prayer for every person in this room. The high balcony, love you up there. My deepest prayer for every person in this room this morning is that you would be a radical, passionate, all-in, world-changing, cheek-turning, always forgiving, others loving, always giving, Luke 6 follower of Jesus. That's my prayer for each one of you. The last thing I want is for you to be normal. <laughs> Jesus says that. He's like, even the sinners, you know, that's easy. Life's too short for average. And we, we have an opportunity in our generation to do something unprecedented for Jesus. To love with a love like the world has never known. To bless those who curse us. To forgive those who need to be forgiven. To give to anyone who asks. To love our enemies. To be compassionate. To not judge others. To not condemn others. If the followers of Jesus would follow Jesus. If the believers would truly believe. Forgiven people forgive people. Saved people serve people. Found people find people. And oh God, forgive us, the Moncton Wesleyan Church, if we're starting to blend in with our culture. Forgive us if we're losing our salt, if we're losing our influence. Help us to stand out with a difference that makes a difference in people's lives for Jesus. I counted 16 uh, positive uh, to-dos, positive actions uh, in this text, there might be more. If you find more, don't, don't, you don't need to email me. <laughs> you don't need to tell me, well, Pastor Tim, there were 17. You said 16. You wouldn't believe. <laughs> you, you just wouldn't believe. Anyhow, again, did I tell you my filter might be gone? Some people should not have email. 
I counted 16. <laughs> Positive ways that we can love others towards Jesus. Um, this is obviously a text about blessing others. Jesus gives us at least 16 ways that we can think outside the pew. 16 ways to love on another level. Wouldn't it be awesome if the first thing that comes into someone's mind when they think of our church is those people love like crazy. In verse 38, um, Jesus, he connects the dots. In verse 38, he makes a connection between blessing others and being blessed by God. And there's, there's a principle here for blessed life living that can literally change your life forever. And I mean that wholeheartedly. You can come to church on a snowy Sunday in February, and God can change your life forever. When Jesus says give in verse 38, he's talking about giving the 16 or so things that he just mentioned. It's a package deal. When he says give, he's saying all of those things that I just mentioned, you, you give those things to others. You give those things back to the world. When he says give in verse 38, he's not talking about money. We always think money when we hear the word give. Like if you come in next week and I mention giving, I'll be able to hear your eyes roll. Because you'll think money. You'll connect the word give with money. And and, and, and Jesus makes it much bigger than money. He's talking about a transformation of your heart that causes you to be generous towards others in every way, in all the ways that reflect Jesus, the ways that people find irresistible. Some of these things, some of these things in, in, in Luke chapter 6, they, they look like losing causes at first. And you think, wow, that doesn't even make sense. Like if they curse you, you bless them. If they strike your cheek, you, you offer them the other one. If they take your coat, you, you give them your shirt. Here, take this, take this too. You don't just love the people who are easy to love. Jesus says, even sinners do that. You lend to people who can't repay. What? You lend to people who can't repay. Like, what? Yeah. It's crazy. This is Jesus Economics 101. This is God's economy. You don't judge others. You don't condemn others. Jesus says, if you forgive, you will be forgiven. He says, give, give, and you will receive. This is a promise. If you take risk on all those things in Luke chapter 6, if you're willing to risk, if you're willing to lose because of Jesus and do some things that are totally counter to the way the world operates, the promise is that God will bless you, that God will give back to you. It's God's reciprocal rhythm of blessing in grace. If you forgive others, he will forgive you. Don't judge others. You won't be judged. Give and you will receive. Focus on the giving and not the getting, and you'll be getting more than you are giving. We need to give our best to Jesus this morning. We, Moncton Wesleyan, we need to give our best 
to Jesus this morning, holding nothing back. It's time for the followers of Jesus to follow Jesus. For the believers to believe and to love our city and love our neighbors, love our families, love people like crazy in a way that just doesn't make sense. Time for us to have an active faith that reaches out to our community, for us to love others until they see Jesus, for us to live lives of radical obedience and service, for us to give generously, not just of our money, but of all that we have. I don't want us to be known. I don't want us to be known as the big church on St. George. I want us to be known for the way we love others unconditionally. I expect uh, many of you to respond this morning, uh, not to me, not to my message, to God's word, to his Holy Spirit. Um, You can respond as you feel led, um, but I'm going to invite uh, all of us to stand right now. Let's stand, and uh, I'm going to pray here, and uh, we're going to sing I Surrender. And if you want to come and kneel at the front of this church, uh, or stand at the front of this church, you want to make a physical response to the Lord this morning uh, to, to help you give like never before, to love like never before, uh, then, then you come this morning in an act of full surrender in response to Jesus. Jesus, we love you. We love you this morning. Lord, we're so thankful for who you are, for what you've done in our lives, for, for rescuing us from hell. God, I pray that you would give us a a greater burden for those who don't know you. That you would give us a greater urgency for our city. That you would help us to to give these things that you've mentioned in Luke chapter 6. To give freely to others, not because they deserve it. We didn't deserve your grace. Simply because they were created by you. And we we need to show the love of Jesus. So, Lord, be with us here as we respond to you. In your name I pray.